Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is the number to call. Yankees back in action tonight in the Bronx at the stadium, taking on the M's. The Mariners will be in town. Seattle at five hundred on the year. Yanks will also play the Rangers this weekend. Texas, the leaders in the AL West right now, forty five and twenty seven on the year. They've had themselves a terrific year, even without Jacob Degrom. Obviously, the Tommy John surgery, he is out for the rest of the year. But Bochi's done a nice job turning things around. Isn't it crazy how a a real manager can bring instant stability to a franchise as opposed to going with these young guys who don't know what they're doing necessarily? Obviously, they got some players too, but Bochi's made a big difference with their ball club. Texas, man, they, they have, I don't know if they're legit or not, but they have been, they have the best run differential in baseball right now. Yeah, plus 151, they do. They have been a terrific team so far and give the angels some credit too right behind them five games back in the al west and then you get the astros behind them in third place so look for the yanks they're going to be playing the seattle team that was dangerous a year ago could still be dangerous this year and then a good texas rangers team this will be an interesting week for the yanks coming back home getting a little healthier with harrison bader and needing to win a series here and it'd be nice to at least get four of these six games before heading out to Oakland and taking on two of the worst teams in baseball, the A's and the Cardinals. 877-337-6666. Taco Frank is calling from Hamilton, New Jersey. What's up, Taco Frank? What's up, Mr. Sal? How are you, buddy? Good, Taco. What's on your mind? Uh, a couple things real quick. But uh, first off, man, we're leaving Thursday. Frankie's got a tournament out in Atlanta, so... Uh, we're going to a game on Tuesday. I think I'm going to sport my Lakata shirt out there, and uh, we'll have some fun with it over there. Oh, you, uh, do you have one? I will send you one if you don't have it. I want to get you one. i got to go to the website and buy it, and I'll send it to you. That nah, would be great. I, I, I'm absolutely going to get one, and uh, hopefully I get it in time so I can wear it out there, man. We'll, uh, I'll see, see if I get noticed with the Lakata stuff, too, because I, I, I put it on a few days ago, and your, your, your name's still getting dropped. <laughs> It's unbelievable. They can't let it go. I mean, I get it. I'm a big deal. But they love me. They can't They can't get enough you, of me down there. Don't don't take this the wrong way. But you might be bigger out there than you are here. <laughs> I know. Crazy. I know. <laughs> hey, well, we, it's a, we small, it's about... a small market. Imagine if I were actually on down there, how big I'd be. <laughs> Buddy, you'd, you'd run the town if you were there. 
we it's funny dude we were just talking about this on father's day i had i had the four generations at the table and remember my grandfather goes back to 26 so he saw ruth and garrick in person i mean we're you know i'm youtube and i got garrick clips up there and you know for my grandfather and everything and uh so frankie out of the blue says to the table he goes if i were to make it and i made it with a mess you know would you guys root for me and without hesitation my grandfather barks out a no, and he goes, demand a traitor, you're not playing. And he didn't even give Frankie an option. <laughs> so I, I, I thought about it for a minute, and I told him, I said, you know, I, obviously I'd root for you, but I would root for you to do well and then for the team to probably lose. And I don't think I could – I mean, I, the, hatred, the hatred runs so deep, Sal. You know, it, no, I've said this before, I get, you, I get it. The last, no, but you it's look first of all it's hypothetical. But in the real event, if it ever did happen, there's no way you're rooting against your son's team. No way. I I don't know, man. I eighty six was so I my wife bakes a cake and this this year I already have the numbers ready at home. October twenty fifth is, is like festivus in my house. We celebrate it every year. I've got the cake ready to go and I have a big three seven to go on top of it. You know why, right? Yeah, thirty seven years. 30, yeah, 37 year anniversary since the Mets have last won a ring, and we yeah. celebrate it every year, dude. That's how much I I can't stand the Mets, and I don't and I hope it. it makes I don't it, understand your hatred. I uh, you, just because I think because of the fact I grew up in that that small window of the 80s where the Mets were were great and the Yankees were the rock bottom, man. And every day going to school, you know, nobody cared about the 60s or 70s. Obviously, it's always about right then and there, and uh, you right. know. But but that's the fun of it. I don't hate Mets fans. I mean. I go to Met games with you, and we have a great time. But I, I love that rival. But there was no option for my kids, you know, to go any other any other way but the Yankees. And uh, I mean, I don't know that they would have wanted to anyway. But you know, they they wouldn't have uh, they wouldn't have been welcomed in the house had anybody if anybody ever came in with a mess something or Red Well, Sox, when Frankie matter. when when little Frankie has kids then they're going to want to be Mets fans because of King Cohen, and the Mets will own this town by then. So maybe that'll change guess- things. I'm going to be honest, that is a little scary because I know that the year is coming where that, where that cake's not going to be baked. <laughs> like, Ooh, you know, baby, my, my that's right, so Taco. Fine. I'm going to send you a cake. I gotta give you, I'll send you a cake when that thing is over. Oh, baby, my, that is going to be biggest sweet. Hope, my biggest hope is that something falls through like it always does, just like this year, and Cohen finally says, I've had enough, and he sells the team, and I hope A-Rod ends up taking it back. Oh no! Now you're getting now you now you're getting out of control. That's never gonna. Happen. I want to I want to see a partnership. A Rod and Clemens owning the Mets. Oh God! No, then even I'd be out. <laughs> what are you kidding me? I don't want any part of that. Taco, enjoy Atlanta. Have fun. Tell everybody down there I said hello. You got it, brother. Thanks, man. Take it easy, Tom. Uh, all right. Yeah. Like I got to go to Atlanta. I haven't been to Atlanta in a couple years, and I still haven't been to that ballpark. I got to check that off the list. I got to see maybe uh, when I could get down there and and go check out a game down there. But they, really, what they should do is have me throw out the first pitch. Fleeks, when do the Mets play there again? Do they play there again? Unfortunately, they probably do. Right, at least one more, I would think. They um, do. I got to double check the dates. I'm looking at it now. August, late August, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, August. 21st. Oh yeah, right off, right off the bat. I would imagine. Wouldn't you be doing the morning show then? Is that not the I week before no- Labor Day? I'm not sure what's going on as far as the fill-ins go um, yet. And, yeah, we haven't gotten the vacation schedules or all that. So that might actually also be two weeks before. Right. Oh, right. That is not the last week of the year. Right. Usually that last week going on Labor Day is where we fill in on the morning show. 
Um, but anyway, they're in Atlanta those three, uh, those three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You, know, you would think that somebody from the Braves would reach out and say, hey, you know what, this guy helped win us a division last year. Let's have him down here, make fun of him, and have him throw out the first pitch. This is the second show in a row where you're talking about people throwing out the first pitch before a Braves game. Yeah, that's right. Culberson's dad. Hey, they bounced him. Why don't you bring me in? I mean, they could make fun of me. It would be a, it would be like a mocking thing. Here to throw out the first pitch, the man who said the NL East was over last year. You all know him now as the loser who predicted it incorrectly. Please welcome WFAN Sal Licata. They love it. Man, maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, maybe I don't want to go down there. On second thought. Can you imagine? I was thinking about going to that series last year the in September. Uh, the infamous now sweep. Can you imagine being down there for that? Oh, God. That would have been awful. It was bad enough watching it from up here. Isaac is calling from Long Branch. What's up, Isaac? Hey, Sal. Congratulations on uh, going to the afternoon show. Well, I'm not going to the afternoon show. I don't know where you're getting that from. So, Aren't you going you with, get... uh, not that afternoon, you're going with uh, with attorney, uh, current attorney. Uh, look, right now I'm doing the overnights, and that's what I'm focused on, Isaac, and I appreciate you checking in. What's on your mind? Uh, my son's a, a Yankee fan, and I'm a Mets fan, and going to Mets-Yankees is one of the greatest things, by the way. So you're a you're a Yankee fan, and your son's a Mets fan? No, I'm a Mets fan, my son's a Yankee fan. Oh, you're a, you're a Mets fan. Your son. Now, how did that happen? Why, how'd you let him root for the Yankees? So I didn't want to root for the Yankees, uh, just, you know, kids and, you know, his friends and everything. He's eight years old, and he decided to root for, root for the Yankees. You know, it's hard to not root for Judge when everyone's rooting for Judge. But did you bring him to Met games growing up? I mean, how? tell me what this relationship is like here. No, so he's he was seven years old, so I didn't really bring him to, to Met games. Um Okay, but um, but we we ended up going to Mets Yankees and it's been been a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I I guess now if you're not leading the way, and thank you for the call, Isaac. It doesn't seem like you necessarily care one way or another, and which is fine if you're not leading the way and helping at least push in that direction. You know, let's go to a game. This is what we do. We have you know, whatever meal it is that you want at uh, at City Field or vice versa. If you're at a Yankee game, oh, we're going to go get that chicken, uh, you know, chicken fingers bucket. You know, that becomes a tradition. And then you become a Yankee fan. But in this particular case, hey, look, it's got to be hard to have a young child, seven, eight, whatever, you're starting to form their fandom with Aaron Judge dominating baseball. Like last year would be, how, do you, how does Aaron Judge not create Yankee fans and steal Yankees fans from Met fan families with the type of year that he had last year. Lenny is calling from Farmingdale. What's up, Lenny? Hi, Sal. Hey, Sal, listen. You're a great guy. Never say that you're a drink to any of your teams. It's just that they're doing everything wrong. It's not us, Sal, as fans. It's that the Steinbrenners continue to keep cashmen. Okay, the guy keeps on getting these people that are hurt. He's sticking with LeMayhew. Um, Rodon, he's hurt. Okay, mm. He was supposed to help the Yankees. Believe me, Sal, it's not you. The Yankees have to change. 
And well, truth be told, Lenny, I know it's not me. It's them. It's not me. That's right. That's right, Sal. Un- unfortunately. You're a great guy, If it were Sal. me, yeah, I am, Lenny. I am a great guy. And I also am a terrific defensive player. I don't know if you saw some of the highlights from our WFAN Twitter account, but I was flashing the leather. Hey, when I get out there and take the field, I give it 110%. I may not have the skill, especially at age 43, but I give it 110%. So I know the problem is not me. It's them. Yes. Yes, Sal, and they got to start with the general manager, Sal. They have to start with the general manager. Look at the Yankees of the 90s. They had Gene Michael. He built that team, Sal. Him, him and Bob Watson. They built that Yankee team. Well, I mean, Brian Cashman, look, you can't argue that Brian Cashman has been a very good general manager. You also could argue that it's just time for a change. Nobody should be in that job. You know, in sports, it doesn't work like that. You're you're letting one guy rule that job for so long. And I know they did a nice job bringing in different voices here. Uh, which you could understand, whether it's Sabian, Omar Minaya, you know, Yankees building a powerful front office, Cashman trying to get uh, you know some different opinions in there, which I respect. He's done a great job. I just thought after the 2021 season, it was time for a change. Now, they fought through that. They've been able to plow through. We'll see what happens this year, but I don't expect any changes anytime soon with the Yankees. No, Sal. And you know what, Sal? Don't expect any championships from the Yankees anytime soon because they have a lot of rebuilding to do, Sal. Yeah. I notice you said my name a lot there, Lenny, and thank you for the call. If you were an over-under better, when Lenny calls, take the over on the amount of times he's going to mention my name. Not that it's a big deal one way or another, but it's just noticeable. Where he's always saying Sal after every comment. Cashman needs to be fired, Sal. The Yankees have been terrible, Sal. Time for a change with the general manager, Sal. Sal, they need to make a move. You know what I'm saying, Sal? 92 wins a couple years ago, Sal. Should have fired him, Sal. Take the over. And take the over on how many years Brian Cashman is going to be here with the Yankees still. Andre is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Andre? Hey, what's up, Sal? Dre, how are you? Hey, listen, how many hits did you get at the celebrity softball game? Um, I guess it depends on who's uh, who's scoring the game. I would say at least one. Uh, I only wow. made hard contact two or three times. I, look, I'm a better wow. defender, and I was. I have wow. come on, Andre. I haven't swung a bat in like six years. For goodness' sake, I went out there cold. Hey, well, listen, man, you had a good time, right? I did have a very good time. I'm sore, but it was a lot more fun than I anticipated. Great, great. So, see, see, like, you know, you enjoying your early summer. You had a good time. But check this out, right? How long is Aaron Judge going to be out? And I know you got some inside details because I don't think he's coming back into after the All-Star break. What makes you think I have inside details? Well, I, I don't know. I need some answers because unless you get this dude back, the Yankees are in big trouble. All right? Well, I, mean, I mean, big trouble. They are in trouble. I don't know if I would say big trouble. Like, what, do you think the Yankees are going to miss the postseason? I don't. No, no, I, no, listen, it's not about that, right? But you ever heard of this saying that it's getting early, late? You know, Josh Sterling says it all the time, right? So now you got Seattle coming in, and Seattle is, you know, they're not playing the best baseball, but they play pretty good in the Bronx, right? So I don't know how that's going to shake out, but what I'm saying to you is that 
uh, unless you light a dynamite keg under this situation, I don't see where it's going to change. I mean, the starting pitching is Garrett Cole and everything else you don't know. Well, they need right? Rodon back. They they need to add another starter. They need to get Rodon back, number one. Number two, they got to call up uh, Peraza, and there's no particular order. Bader's coming back. And then they need to come, right? uh, come up with a timeline for Judge's return. Look, I have no info. They don't even apparently, you know, Boone is saying he has no idea, so they're waiting to see when this toe will heal for Aaron Judge, but it could be a while. It's a problem. But is it, yeah, but listen, it's just, it's his right big toe, right? I believe so. Yeah, the um, oh, okay. the great oh, oh, toe oh. is what they call it. Okay, so he's a power hitter, huge guy, but that toe is very important. About uh, okay, about two years ago, I had an ingrown toenail that got infected. And they had to remove my whole toenail, and the yeah. whole or like yeah. So it's a so when you so even though he didn't break it. It's got to be a real blip, and I don't think he's coming back in June. I don't think he's coming back until after the All Star break, at best. So now, where are you? Well, gonna... the All Star break's not that far away. I mean, where are we here? We're, we're at the end. Of, we had two weeks in. The All Star break is three weeks away, or four weeks away, I guess, if you count this week. One, two, three weeks until the All Star break. So yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if you didn't see Judge until after the All Star break. Okay, so now the Baltimore Orioles. I think they're for real this year. I really think that, like, they are for real. They, well, that bullpen, I, I mean, they're not afraid. And, you know, Tampa Bay is going to be there. You know, Toronto is the wild card. Where do the Yankees start to pick up or either get back to the point where they're 10 games over 500? Because if they don't do something tonight, you know, but this thing is getting serious. I mean, I'm just panicking, Sal. You know, that's all. Nah, don't panic. I, I wouldn't panic, Andre, and thank you for the call. I would not panic with the Yankees. It's been a bad couple of weeks. You know, they lost Judge. They're trying to recover from that. They're still six games over five hundred. You know, they, they could still catch Baltimore and get in that second spot. I'm not worrying about the Yankees in the wild card. They're going to make the playoffs. They always do. The Yankees do this. They give you a scare here or there throughout the course of a, of a regular season. They did it going into May. You know, that last week in April, losing to the Twins of all teams on top of the Blue Jays, on top of the Rangers. And they gave you a scare, you know, nine games, ten games back, whatever, going into Tampa, and they ended up playing okay. And then from there, they took off a little bit. And now they've hit a bit of a rut here, losing at home to the White Sox, getting swept by the Red Sox, losing overall, you know, two out of three, you know, losing five out of six overall to the Red Sox. Now they return home. I do agree. Now's the time where they got to start playing some better baseball. Beat the Mariners two out of three minimum. Beat the Rangers two out of three minimum. I expect the Yankees to go four and two on this homestand minimum. I expect them to sweep the A's and then minimum take two of three from the Cardinals. And then if they do that, all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at four, seven, eight, nine. You're looking at nine wins over the next three, six, nine, twelve, ball, nine and three over the next twelve heading into the series with the Orioles back home, four-game series with the Orioles, and then three with the Cubs going to the All-Star break. That's what I'm expecting. I think the Yankees are going to reel off that kind of run. Starting tonight. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Sal Licata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. It is nice to see. I've always been a fan, not that I've been a fan of the Reds, but I always like rooting for teams with great history. And the Cincinnati Reds are one of those teams. And they are on some sort of run right now. And this is where you get into, you know, where everybody's like, oh, if you don't win a championship, it's a failure of a season. That's not true. For every team, every year. If you're a Cincinnati Reds fan right now, and I'm sure there are a ton of you out there listening, if you're a Cincinnati Reds fan right now, this season, this run right now, is a memorable run. Nine straight, the excitement that is around that ball club right now, people can't get enough. They're three games over 500. they They're leading the NL Central. The NL Central stinks this year. But still... There's great excitement around the Reds. Imagine what that must feel like. A team out of nowhere exceeding expectations, playing well, riding that hot streak. And you get the Mets and Yankees who do all they can to build the best team possible, spend a ton of money, and they get nada, nothing but disappointment. But I'm envious. I'm jealous of the Cincinnati Reds and the run that they're on right now. Those are fun streaks. Imagine the feel of the show if we're doing that now in the midst of a nine-game win streak. And that's why with the Mets, you know, the Yankees too. But like I said, with the Yankees, even when they're bad, they're good. So that's why I don't expect, you know, the Yankees, um, you know, little drought here, rough patch, to continue much longer. It'll get right starting with tonight at the stadium. But with the Mets, you know, you win a game, and all of a sudden you feel like, okay, well, if they could just win another one tomorrow. Like you're you're always it feels like one week away from turning everything around. Even with all the losses all year long, the up and down with the Mets, losing series left and right. All it takes is one little hot streak. You you win 8 of 10, all of a sudden you're right back in it. 877-337-6666. Not the division, but the playoff spot. And just feeling better about yourself. Don is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Don? Hi, Don. Is Don not there? I guess Don is not there. So when you just when you have an opportunity to win a couple of games here, you know, now with Scherzer and Verlander, that's what's the frustrating thing with this team because with Scherzer and Verlander back-to-back, there should be 
more win streaks. There should be more chunks of victory where you could expect 7 of 10 more regularly. I don't even think that's that big of a deal, 7 of 10. But those are the type of things where you have those starting pitching and you feel like, oh, you know what? This can't be... They, they can't have a prolonged losing streak. Not with these guys. And, you know, that's not... That just has not been the case this year. We'll see tonight. And usually if it's one up, well, it's one down. You know, sure as it was dominant, can Verlander match? Or is he going to get hit hard by his former team? I think either is up for grabs. Who knows at this point? But to say this is a big stretch for the Mets would be the understatement of the season. I mean, they've got same thing with the Yankees. This is a big stretch for them too. Relatively speaking, we've, we've seen these season defining series come and go. And, you know, those things to me still matter a lot, but where you look at, you know, where the Mets are at, do they want to salvage even being able to make a run at the wild card? If they do, they're going to have to play well over the course of the next two weeks going to the all-star break. And that's what we're looking at. Fleeks, when is the trading deadline? Met is, August, is it August 1st or is it July 31st? We're around there, right? I always forget uh, where it was. I mean, it used to be moved. the 31st. I don't know the actual date this year. Hang on. Right. I, I think they might have moved it, which is why. Yeah. yeah la- you're right. Last year was the 2nd of August. Oh, but maybe that had something to do with, uh, was everything pushed back last August year? August 1st this year. It is August 1st. Because I know one thing they try to do now is avoid it being on a weekend. So it is August 1st, which is a Tuesday. Either way, you're right now, you kind of could break it down into chunks here where you got the next three weeks going to the All-Star break. And then after that, you're going to have two weeks going on the trade deadline. And at that point, I mean, the season's basically over. You got two months left. That's it. Then it's all downhill. As the caller said before, and I think he said it incorrectly, it's getting late early. That's the way to say it. And for the Mets, that is the case. Because you can say, and this is what we say all the time, these early season trends where people want to ignore, ah, it's just one series, ah, it's early April, ah, it's this, ah, it's that. A lot of times these early season trends stay true to form. Now we've seen it with the Nationals of a few years back where they went on to win the World Series in 2019, where that didn't stay true. We've seen it with the Braves you know, last year. That did not stay true. We've seen a bunch of times where teams that start slow all of a sudden get it going and pick it up and go out there and perform well. Well, with the Mets, I think that's what people were holding out hope for, and it just never happened or just hasn't happened yet. And, you know, that's a problem for them. And you obviously look at the schedule, not that that matters because the Mets have not been beating even the bad teams, but this is a scary schedule when you look at Houston, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, San Francisco, Arizona, San Diego to close out the first half of the season. They're going to earn it if they're going to get back in it. And then even coming out of the All-Star break, do you think the Mets get an All-Star fleeks? Not that that really matters, but will they have one All-Star yeah, well, I mean, Pete should be an all-star no matter what. He should be. Okay. So Pete's going to be it? I mean, think about it. Uh, Robertson might be an all-star. Yeah, okay, Robertson. None of the starters. You're not taking any of the starters for an all-star. Maybe Robertson. 
Nemo, I thought, was going to have an all-star year, but again, he's disappointed. Nemo's not going to be an all-star. You know, Alvarez is slumping, and he had an uphill climb anyway with right. what guys like Murphy are doing. I mean, it should be Pete. Pete should be an all-star. He was leading the league in home runs before he got hurt. He'll probably still be leading the National League by the time we get to the all-star break. It should be Pete Alonso. So Pete or Robertson, and that's it, right? I mean, you can't even seriously consider anybody else? No, not unless one of the top catchers gets hurt. Yeah, so that's it. And then what about the Yankees side? Well, I mean, I mean Judge has too. to be an all-star no matter what. Well, right, but I mean, he's hurt. All-star, you know, obviously Judge, but let's say he's not healthy for the game. Will the Yankees have a representative? Cole might make it. He's got to be, right? I mean, and you'd hope that he could go, but I mean, I don't even know if Yankee fans want him to go and pitch. But that's it. I mean, you think one of their relievers, see, they, they have a great bullpen, but are you picking one of those guys to go? Clay Holmes is the only one that I think would actually have a shot. Uh, I bet you, I mean, Judge obviously is going to make it, but it, who knows if he's going to be healthy, and I wouldn't say that that is going to be the case. It's a good question, because you know, what's the fewest number of combined New York All-Stars these teams have had? Right? Because the Mets and Yankees, at least the Yankees, have always had a few. I mean, the Yankees used but, to just be a lock for four or five guys, even if they didn't deserve it. Correct. This year, I think injuries are a big factor. So you factor in Alonzo getting hurt. You factor in Judge being down right now. And, like, we'll I, count whoever gets, you know, if Aaron Judge gets named to the All-Star team, which he should do even if he's hurt, and he's not back by then, he still counts. Sure. Well, he counts as an All-Star, but do you? Um, he doesn't count as a participating Player, you know, he's not a uh, he's not an all star part uh, all star game participant if he's not you know suiting up and playing in the game, where we might not see a Yankee because even Garrett Cole, who will one hundred percent be an all star, is he going to want to go? Number one and number two, if he does go, is he going to want to pitch? Well, and just how about this? You know, we can talk about Cole. He might be there. Maybe Holmes. There is a zero percent chance that a Yankee hitter not named Aaron Judge will be named an all star. That, and that just right. not that's not supposed to be the case for the New York Yankees. Right. Rizzo, nope. Obviously nobody else. I mean, think about it. Rizzo. You might think Josh Donaldson one. could hit well in the home run derby with the kind of pitches they throw? <laughs> possibly. Possibly. Maybe Josh Donaldson could get his season back on track if he goes and joins the home run derby. Yeah, but that it's been that bad. I mean, think about it. Same thing for the Mets. That's what you look at it. Nope. Nemo? Nope. Marte? Nope. Lindor? Nope. McNeil? Nope. I mean, they have some star players. Verlander, Scherzer? Nope. If I would have told you, do it this way, Fleeks, what would you have set the over-under total, both Mets and Yankees, to make the All-Star team? Forget about appearing in a game. If I gave you the total, Mets, Yankees, to make the All-Star team this year, what do you think that number would be? Either five and a half or six and a half, because you would think Judge, Cole, Alonzo, one of the two stars, you would say, all right, maybe not Verlander and Scherzer, but one of the two of them will be there. And then because the Mets had so many last year, you'd say, all right, well, between McNeil, Lindor, Nimmo, and Marte, probably going to get at least one guy. So yeah, probably right around five and a half. You know, maybe you Throw think Stan was going to be healthy. Right, Rodon, Rodon not knowing Stan, about him. Rodon, maybe Seve even. I mean, there was a possibility for a lot. And we're going to get right, we'll we be could, lucky uh, if we get when we make three. this bet is this before or after Edwin Diaz goes down? Oh yeah, right. Diaz would have been another one. That's exactly right. Lost Diaz a surefire one. Man, the Mets have like seven or eight guys 
that should be all-stars, and one of them is going to go. What's scarier, the fact that the Mets have so many guys you can identify who should be all-stars and Yanks won't don't. be, or the Yankees where you look at the roster and say, well, yeah, best-case scenario, they were getting three, maybe four. Right, Stanton, Rizzo, Judge, you know, Bader's not going to be an all-star. Uh, Oswaldo Cabrera not going to be an all-star. LeMayhew, um, you know. Trevino, I know, was last year. And usually you have guys who, you know, maybe Volpe, maybe people thought, although rookie is going to be uh, tough anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's just just not there. Even then, those are guys that you could probably find on any team. Like, well, this guy might have a chance, might have a chance. But you look at it and just think, you know, all-star, you know, synonymous with this guy. The Yankees might have fewer players this year than they have at any point since I've been alive. <laughs> I don't think that's hyperbole. Because it's true, which is why I was just thinking about it. And I don't really care about the All-Star game necessarily. But if you just actually think about it, there there aren't a lot of options from the Yankees, which is just crazy. Ultimately, it's going to be the three guys, Alonzo, Judge, and Garrett Cole. That's it. You know who has a good chance maybe from these two teams going to the All-Star game? The managers. Especially because Buck won manager of the year last year. Watch How the two of them maybe decided? end up on the coaching staff. How does that get decided? Whoever won the pennant last year gets to pick? Yeah, they get to fill out their staff. Right, so that's still going on? Okay. So it would be Dusty Baker and uh, Robbie Thompson. Rob Thompson? Yeah, maybe Dusty field. Baker wants to have Aaron Boone in there to see, you know, maybe learn uh, what the Yankees are thinking about how they're plugging their numbers and you know applying that data. Yeah, right. Right, it would just be a courtesy thing. And same thing with Thompson, although he might actually need Buck to teach him how to manage a little bit. All due respect to the Phillies. Yeah, I mean, it's a fun conversation to have just to think about it while we're here. I mean, three weeks away from the All-Star break. I don't know. As New uh, York baseball fans, this part does not feel fun. This is like a slap in the face for both teams. Like, it should be – it's a wake-up call of, you know, how not bad they really are. I mean, with the Mets, they could be bad, but how disappointing they both are. It's a nice dose of reality, and it does show you how come these teams are bad this year or haven't been playing up to par. You're getting you know, zero all-star performances, essentially, from everybody outside of Alonzo and Judge. At least Garrett Cole does his part, which makes Scherzer and Verlander even worse that neither of those guys could do their part. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Now got it back on the fan. Bring that big bad energy this summer. With Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the most trusted name in sports betting. And right now, use promo code JERSEYFAN to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. Win or lose, they will match your first bet up to $250 with promo code JERSEYFAN. Simply visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions or download the Superbook New Jersey app in the App Store. Enter the promo code JERSEYFAN. And you'll get 250 bucks courtesy of Superbook Sports. Gambling problem. To get their ship righted here. Taking on the Mariners for the first of a six-game homestand. That'll uh, have the Mariners and the Rangers coming to town. Mets, though, 
pound out 11 runs, 14 hits against the Astros. Go figure. Max Scherzer, eight innings, dominant eight innings. And all for a day, at least, is well in Metland. Kevin is calling from Hartford, Connecticut. And Kevin, what's on your mind? Fleegs, I don't know why my thing is not working here. Can you just punch him in? Hello. Hello. Kevin? Yeah. What's up, hey, Kevin? Sal. What's so, up, Kev? Just want to say, I know I know, Mr. Cashman, great Mr. Cashman, probably doesn't ever listen to anything we talk about because they don't care. But Mr. Cashman, recently one of my favorite bands of all time released some never-before-released music. That would be Linkin Park. There is a song called Fighting Myself. Falling from grace, we watch it all fall apart, knowing we could have fixed it all from the start. Fighting myself, I never lose. Put the song on, Mr. Cashman, and just listen to that. Because all we do with this team, year after year after year, is run it back, run it back, run it back. Something's got to change. Something well, I mean, look, game. look. here's the thing. The Yankees continue to win 100 games. They, they do run it back, but every year, even in a bad year, Kevin, they you know, they still win a, a bunch of games. So it's hard to just say blow it all up. Like I said, I thought the time to do that was after the 2021 season where they barely got into the playoffs after winning 92 games. That would have been the year to me to make a change. That would have been the year. But here we go again. We sign another pitcher to a monster contract. Are we ever going to see him pitch? I mean, Carl Pavano, never saw him pitch. The list goes on. And it always seems like every time, I mean, Judge, all right, it's a freak injury, whatever. But every time that we've signed one of these, these big ticket free agents in, let's say, the last decade, we got one good year out of him. Mark Deshara, all right, we got a World Series, got one good year out of him. Guy was always hurt. One good year, A.J. Burnett. Got one good year out of him. The guy was always hurt or, or, or was terrible after. So it's like it, it, it's just the same story for how long. The, 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 All right, the, well, let the me team. ask you, what, what do you – now, I'm not saying Cashman has been great. As I told you, I would have made the change after the 2021 season. And obviously he's missed on a lot of things. Maybe, you know, you could throw in pitching being a big part of it. For me, maybe the worst thing is the shortstop and mishandling of that, thinking Glaber Torres was the shortstop of the future. Trading for IKF, thinking he was the Yankees shortstop. You know, now even Volpe, he has struggled this year. I'm not blaming him necessarily on Volpe just yet, but – Volpe did win the job as a rookie. They gave him the shortstop job. He's been, he hasn't been very good. So, I mean, there have been some issues with Cashman, but what exactly do you want to see done here, Kev? Well, I mean, the way that the teams that won the World Series back in the day were built, were built on young talent, on a farm system. And then we got into this thing of, of, of and a lot of it was George's fault, with let's sign the big ticket free agents. What do I want to be done? I want a, I want a general manager and a manager, and I, I mean, I've said it forever, analytics are killing the sport of baseball. Who gives a flying bleep about analytics, man? I mean, there's a place for it, but I don't care what the guy's whatever is. <laughs> get on, get him over, get him in. That's baseball. Plain and yeah, simple. I mean – there is too much. Uh, I think you're right to a certain extent, Kevin, and thank you for the call. There is too much emphasis being put on 
the data and analytics. I'm not saying it can't be a thing behind the scenes. I'm not saying it's not something that helps out a ball club build their team better. You could look at data. You could look at the analytics. Sports fans don't want to hear it. Baseball fans just don't want to hear about it. Some of them get into the numbers, and that's fine. The game is, though, played on the field, in between the lines. So there's no info and data and analytics that is going to predict what is going to happen on any given night. I don't care what the history says about a certain matchup. If it were that easy, then anybody can do it. Why? And and that's why you have these guys who are getting managerial jobs without any managerial experience. Go figure. You have any managerial experience, sir? No, I don't. You're hired. Okay. Would you like to be a manager? Sure. What do I got to do? Nothing. Just apply the numbers that I tell you to. Okay. Sounds easy enough. Like, they'd rather hire a mathematician to be the manager than a manager to be the manager. It does take away a little bit of the fun of the game. And it did ruin a certain part of the game. We're talking about launch angle and all the different stuff that drives fans, old school fans, nuts. Which they do quite regularly. But that's not why... The Yankees haven't won a World Series since 2009. That's not why the Yankees haven't been to a World Series since 2009. Because you can never have, you know, fans call and criticize, oh, why aren't they more analytical like uh, Tampa? And then there are other fans that are saying, you can't be, uh, why are you so analytical? Just go manage and, and play the game with your gut. So it's probably somewhere in between, which like anything else in life, You want a nice, healthy balance. And I'm not saying the Yankees don't have that, but what they have is the same guy calling the shots, ultimately, in Brian Cashman for a very, very long time. And at some point, you would think that ownership would say, hey, look, Cash, we love you. You've been great. I don't know if there's a better general manager available than you, but I'm going to go try to find out. We're going to wish you well. We're going to part ways here. Just time for a change in voice and philosophy, all the above. Because whatever the Yankees are doing, it just hasn't been working. And you look at this team now, this might be the worst yet. You know, as far as guys underperforming, Told you, one of the big mistakes. See, for me, guys like Stanton, guys like Labor Tours, these have been constants. And they've been guys who underachieve for the most part. Those would be guys I'd be looking. The Yankees have not had a full shakeup yet of this core group. Players have come and gone, sure. But I'm talking full shakeup, one that maybe would send a message and wake guys up a little bit. Haven't had it of this group. I'm not talking about firing the manager. I'm just talking about the players specifically. And guys being held accountable. You know, that's a whole nother thing. Where we haven't seen that a lot. And they're kind of in an impossible spot with Volpe. He put him there with his poor play. So they have to figure out how to handle him. Are you going to move him down? 
to the minor leagues? Are you going to keep him mature? Are you going to move him to third? You know, obviously they said they're not going to bring him down to the minors, so that option's off the table. Keeping him mature or moving him to second or third would potentially be an option. You know, they got to figure out how they're going to change the look of this team. Because you could bring in a couple of rookies, you could bring in a free agent or two, but until you're changing, whether it's Glaber Torres, John Carl Stanton, those are probably the first two for me to go. Keeping Bader, keeping Judge, I'd be looking to move on from John Carl Stanton. I'd be looking to mo- move on from Glaber Torres. LeMayu, I think, might be washed up, which is a big problem. Josh Donaldson, I know, is washed up, which isn't as big of a problem, but still a problem, being that they were counting on him to a certain extent. So where's the big shakeup coming? And the easiest thing to do right now would just be to have Peraza come up. I mean, the guy's earning it. He's earning his way in the minors. He was supposed to do it in the regular season. And he couldn't get it done. You know, he was supposed to be the Yankees' opening day shortstop. He couldn't get the job done in spring training. Volpe beat him out for it. And Peraza hasn't been able to make anything stick at the major league level since in his limited time when he was up here. But now he's, you know, earned another call-up. Maybe this time to stay, maybe which is what's taking the Yankees so long here. You know, when they make that move decisively, whatever it's going to be, it's probably going to be that way for the end of the year, good or bad. Whether it is Peraza at third, whether it is Peraza at short and Volpe at second or Volpe at third, I don't anticipate that being the case. I expect them to ride with Volpe at least the remainder of this year. Maybe not beyond that, but at least the remainder of this year. I mean, I understand the frustration of Brian Cashman. I don't understand the song and that analogy that you came up with. Fleas, did you get that, the song that he was talking about? Run it back or the same thing over and over again? I miss that. I'm not an old school rock guy like he is, apparently. If Taylor Swift wrote that song, Fleas would be all over it. Yeah, no, then I'd be able to answer. Yeah, right. By the way, did you go to that concert? Have we talked since then? Yeah, I went to one of of the three MetLife shows, almost ran into Aaron Rodgers. We talked about that. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I've seen people going nuts over this stuff. Worth every penny? Oh, yeah, and then some. And then some. You know, I had people, I was talking to somebody, one of my friends has a um, has a PSL at MetLife for Giants games. He's like, yeah, they gave us the opportunity to buy tickets for Taylor Swift. I was like, what? They did? He's like, yeah, you know, they're like 700 bucks or something. I was like, dude, that's like a major discount. It would have ended up, you could have paid for your entire season's worth of season tickets if you had sold that at the right time on the secondary yeah, market. Yeah, why wouldn't he buy it and, and then just resell it? What do you think? You're going to get stuck with it? Come on. Missed, if missed the, a glorious investment opportunity. Dude, if you're going to be in the business of season tickets, how do you not? Like, that's. That, that was the whole. Exact, or not, I mean, a PSLs right. are a ripoff, but that was the whole thing they told you. Like, all right, well, you'll get the first chance at tickets to other events at MetLife Stadium. It's exactly right. That is exactly why PSLs are potentially worth it for you. If you're going to pay the PSLs, that's the exact reason you want it. You go get those tickets and you sell them on the secondary market. I felt like saying, dude, next time call me. Like, I would advise you. And Now, 
Truth be told, I wouldn't have known about it if not for, I think it was callers who were talking about it. Maybe I read an article somewhere. I couldn't believe the amount that they went for, but still, like you got to know better. It's My see, I mean, duty. the cheapest ticket to get in ended up like, you know, for Philly, New England, or, or Gillette Stadium, and then here started to get into like the, you know, 12, 1300 range. If you had two, maybe you could get just under a thousand if you were looking for a solo ticket. I mean, they were take like mine on the floor. I could have sold those for, we're talking over $10,000. You could have sold those for 10 grand and you didn't? Oh, yeah. No, and no regrets about making that decision. What? Now, you paid face value because you are a Swifty and you guys know what you're doing, right? You and your wife, as far as like getting on there early. Well, yes, I, but then the, I got the second chance ones when you know Ticketmaster screwed a lot of people and then came back to a bunch of them and offered the remaining face value tickets. So I got them in that second wave. But yeah, I, d- I did pay face value for those. And how far out fleets did you buy? Because I remember you and I talking about this almost like a year ago. That's a different uh, no, concert, de- right? December. And that was for this concert where you got screwed on the on the Ticketmaster thing? Yeah, the Ticketmaster thing started in November and then I got the second wave in early December. Wow. Good for you. Yeah, but I thought my friend was an idiot for that. He's like, Oh yeah, they offer us the Taylor Swift ticket for seven hundred bucks. He's almost like, dude, what? Again, they were going on the secondary market for, you know, way more than double that i would have just said here i'll give you a thousand for each tickets we can you know forget about StubHub and listing them let's just i'll give you you'll end up with an extra six hundred dollars in cash for two tickets right and uh, 700 bucks face value it had to be i would assume pretty good seat no yeah the the prices for this got absurd when you're talking the secondary market the face value were you know exactly what you would expect for a big metlife concert yeah so right so if you're paying 700 bucks that's gonna be a pretty darn good seat. and well, actually i'm imagining like i had section two right up against the stage and my single tickets weren't 700 so i'd imagine 700 was probably the two tickets combined were you oh yeah wow maybe it was if that's the case then i mean he's even more lost at that point just uh, take a chance yeah you know what i'll take him if i had a psl i would be getting everything i mean why wouldn't you you have an opportunity to bet that's the whole point you have an opportunity to buy these tickets use it Man, you got to be out of your mind. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.